Oh, I love your accents. <laughs> Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. You're listening to Sapnin Podcast. Sapnin! Sapnin! You are listening to episode 226 of Sapnin Podcast featuring myself, Sean Smith, and my good friend, Morgan Richards. Yes, it's me, Morgan Richards, and this episode is a perfect example how chain reactions can cause comfort in chaos. Does that work out? Like, does that make... I think that makes sense. It might be the you first one that, that does... Oh, no, you're not... You can't, you can't taunt me on this one, because I'm, I'm, pretty, I'm pretty happy with that. They're all, they're all well, combined. Well, he's fucking ruined it right at the end. <laughs> he's gone and fucking ruined it. What a massive prick. I hate him. <laughs> anyway, this week's guest is Jessica Powell of the Fantastic Dream State. Yes. Now, we're very lucky enough to talk to a lot of our heroes and huge names in music, entertainment, and different industries on this podcast. But every once in a while, there's a chance to showcase someone's story that beats it all. I want to go back a little bit here because Dreamstay are a band that had a lot of momentum, spotlight, and straight-up buzz around them in the UK when they released their debut album, Primrose Path, in 2019. Some of you will remember that we had CJ and Reese on episode 48 way back when to talk about it, and they had the world at their feet, but had to go away for a while for various different reasons, and in the process, the whole lineup has changed with original founding member Alid Evans bringing three new members to restart the band in a complete new era. In the ashes of all that, is Jessie Powell. Her story Woo! and what we touch on in this conversation is so motivational, so heartfelt, and we've never been so happy for someone's success. She's a vocalist that's been in the scene most of her life, always going to shows, living alternative music, and after her last band uh, didn't really work out, she left the industry for eight years, never thought she'd get the chance to do this again, and now here she is with Dream State releasing music and getting all the love she deserves. This one was uh, really refreshing for our feelings, Sean. Yes, this was fantastic. Um, I've known Jess. Well, we've been Facebook friends for probably at least 10 or 12 years. Getting to see her now living a dream, 
is amazing. And I think the stuff we touch on about being a female in the scene, being a female over 30 in the scene, chances, opportunities, it's so refreshing. And her positivity and passion was inspiring. Yeah, just very, 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 very excited for her and the rest of the members of Dream State now for what they could possibly go on and achieve. Yeah, it's a very exciting time for them behind the scenes. Just released their new EP titled Untethered. Just the first three songs uh, of this new era. And throughout this conversation, Jesse really opens up about being accepted by the previous fan base. Some really hurdles she thought that she'd have to overcome, including age, gender, uh, singing CJ's old songs, and how Jason Butler uh, from Let Live and Fever Free Free 3 gave her confidence way back in the day to do this kind of stuff. And they're going to be headlining Loom Festival on Saturday, April 15th in London, Sean. Yes, I cannot wait. Um, I am going to that. It is such an exciting lineup that I am going to that, <laughs> and then DJing after as well. So, yeah, it's going to be a very, very exciting time over three of Camden's best venues, April the 15th, 2023. That's this year. And then we're living in the fucking future. It's 2023. <laughs> I still want my hoverboard. Every time I watch Back to the Future 2, I'm thinking, when can I get that pink hoverboard? But The best, the best Back to the Future. Yep. <laughs> but three of the best independent venues throughout London in the heart of Camden at the Underworld, Blackheart and Camden Eye. Uh, if you love your DIY underground bands, this is a pace for you, a real passion. And they're making it a real safe space for so many people in the scene to go and enjoy themselves. The Dream State are headlining. You've got Lake Malice, Lizzie Farrell, Delay the Woo! Liar. Led by Lanterns is going to be a fantastic event. Sean is DJing the Me? after party. <gasps> And not only that, they have to buy VIP tickets to see you. They're running very oh, short. Because so, you're a very, very important person. I think that's how it works. No, I don't think it is. No? I don't know. Oh. Why have they done that then? I don't know. But you can head to Dice, the official ticket sponsor, to, uh, to go and get your tickets while they last. VIP tickets are very, very low. So if you want to see Sean play other people's Hello. music, hurry the Do fuck that. up. Yeah, because I'm not going to be playing anything by Raiders or the Blackout. And um, <laughs> if you are one of those people that comes to these club nights and then asks me for the Blackout, do not expect it. Because when DJs, when people in bands play their own songs at DJ sets, to me, it's like getting your cock out and trying to show everyone it, right? And mine is so small, I don't want everybody at the club squinting and looking sad. So please don't ask me for the Blackout. Me and Alex Holcomb will be there. You can ask Alex for the blackout, but she won't have any but because nobody remembers the band. <laughs> oh, oh, wow. Please remember to support us here at patreon.com forward slash sapling. If you enjoy it, it, you want it, us to keep do doing this every week and get involved with a whole community of people that go to gigs together, love each other, and just hang out on the regular. That's patreon.com forward slash sapling. But without any further ado... This is Jessica Powell of Dream State on episode 226 of Sapnin Podcast. Nice one. Sapnin! Sapnin! I enjoyed this one. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. 
With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Sapnin! 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 Yes! (laughs) This week's guest is Jessica from the Mighty, Mighty Dream State. How are you? I'm lovely, thank you. How are you both? Yeah, Yeah. not bad. (laughs) We never know what to say when people ask us. We're just kind of like, yeah, I guess we're all right. I I never thought about that too much. I woke up again. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I yeah, but yeah. It's, well, this isn't about us anyway. So that's how are you? How's things been with the band? It's just been a little bit. Um, it has been very surreal, if I'm honest. I've been out of the scene, you know, best part of a decade now. So to come back on sort of this platform, I knew what to expect to an extent, but it's definitely exceeded any expectation I've ever had. Um, and I'm just really grateful to to be here. Well, that's the thing. I think you've got such an interesting story and journey within music. But first, I really wanted to get into because obviously like the last five, six, seven months, it must have been a whirlwind of emotions since announcing that you're joining Dream State. You've had new music come out with the EP. You've done some really intense sold out shows, announced loads of exciting upcoming festivals. How has that process been for you mentally getting back into the, that side of things and putting yourself out there again? I mean, yeah, what, what has that period just been like for you now? I think because we were doing it sort of very down low for so long, I got obviously, I've been in dream state much longer than it was announced really, obviously, just seeing how it went and whatever. So when I first got back into it, I think because no one knew about it, it took a lot of pressure off. So I was able to, you know, Wales is my second home. I'm I'm always in either Swansea or Cardiff now, which I'm very happy to to be up there. And I I really can't thank the guys enough for sort of just really sort of edging me back into it. So, you know, Alid's been around for like 10 years with the band. So 
I've learned a lot from him in regards to what to expect and things. And obviously I've had my own taste previously at a smaller level. I think us being DIY has taken a huge pressure off because I remember when we got signed in my last band that you just feel this enormous pressure to deliver like better quality or more and more. So to have this first year completely us, full reins of the band, be it booking, music, everything is just us. So I think that's taken a lot of pressure off having us have that control about what we play and what we do and where we are. I'm sure as the team builds, if if anyone ever wants us, it's been a while, come on, start offering. No, um, <laughs> I think um, that's when I'm going to start to feel it. But I, I do a lot um, of yoga um, and obviously I've got my corporate day job, which I think has kept me quite grounded. I think if I was just doing the music, which lots of people have that luxury to do, I think I could get in my head a lot more. You know, I'm trying to trying to just build back from where I left off, but I'm also very conscious, you know, I don't I don't want to run before I can walk. So I'm just trying to take it day by day, go with the motions really and and just see what happens. Like at the end of the day I didn't go looking for this. So if 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 we don't get back to where they were pre COVID at least I can look back and say, do you know what? What an amazing experience I've had. Well, yeah. Well, yeah. Can you can you talk to us a little bit about how it came about then? So if they they headhunted you then, did they? Is that is that what? Yeah, yeah. Um, so it was a weird one. Um, I think around this time last year, I had an audition for. Uh, I really like metal. Um, <laughs> I really kind of push the band a bit heavier. So watch this space, but um. We, um, I auditioned for a death metal band and it was something that was approached to me and I thought, do you know what? I've been asked to do it. I'll, I'll audition. And sadly, I didn't get it and it really knocked my confidence. It made me feel, you know, it's because I'm a lady, wrong, the wrong age. I'm married. Like, I've got all this going against me. I didn't really get much feedback on my vocals, but all my friends were like, Jess, you've still very much got the scream. Like, you, you know. Anyway, so I got really butthurt about that. And I did a throwback on Facebook. Anyone who knows me, I love to post, but I did a throwback. I, li- I like to have loads of memories. I did a throwback and it was almost like a closure to music. It was like, goodbye. So it was all my crowd surfing, my circle pits. I was like, goodbye. Thank you forever. And two days later, I got a message from Ali. I don't, didn't know him. We weren't friends on Facebook. And he was just like, hi, I'm looking for someone who can sing and scream. I've had your name sort of put down. Here's some tracks that I've got. Would you be interested in auditioning? And I heard the, I think I listened to White Lies. Now I knew who Dream State were, but I, I wasn't like their number one fan. I just, I think I was always a bit bitter because I was in Aurora and we never got quite the platform natives. And I was like, <laughs> I'm a better screamer. What's going on? But anyway, <laughs> the, the, when when White Lies, they showed me White Lies and I thought, I know this one. I heard it on Radio 1 quite a bit. It was a banger. So I think what he wanted from me was to do like a bedroom audition, like, you know, like with my phone, just give it a go. But I wasn't going to do that. I thought my husband was like, he heard the tracks and he was like, Jesse, I think this couldn't be a more well-suited band for your skill set. Like you've got the poppy Katy Perry buzz and then you've also got like your heavy, heavy, which I think you could probably, um, you know, sort of build on. So rather than just do a bedroom audition, I went all the way to Folkestone on my own, 
um, I know Oz from uh, touring days back in when he was in Feed the Rhino. He's at Hidden Track Studio. And I went all the way to Oz. He squeezed me in. I told him about the opportunity. He was like, I'll help you yet. So I paid for it. Like it was like, you know, some. I paid for this um, three tracks to be recorded, did a seven hour trip to Folkestone, stayed the night, did, did three tracks, came back. And then I even hired like a venue, Asylum, and um, they're they're really good to me. So like they sort of like Jack did the lights for me, and they let me have the the main stage. And I did all of the tracks that they asked me to audition for live, as though like I and my friend Josh, who used to be in Aurora with me, he came and filmed me. Like so, it was like they could get a taster of what I'd be like live. So I sent them the videos and the the proper mix, mastered, produced recordings. And I remember Ali just being like, oh my, oh my God, like you've actually gone to a studio, you've gone on stage. <laughs> and I think that solidified for the boys very quickly that this girl isn't messing around. I think she really wants opportunity. And I, I like to treat, to me, this is a job. So I tried to be really professional in how I approached it. And I think it paid off. Um, they didn't actually tell me verbally if I had the gig for a while. So I remember being on a video with Ali being like, just checking, like, am I in the band now? And he was like, yeah, of course, yeah, of course. And I was like, oh, I just wanted to check. And he was like, yeah, like, honestly, we just expected you to, like, be on your phone, like, just maybe singing into a mic. So what you've done is, like, is legendary, really. So, yeah, I think it paid off. It cost me a bomb, but, you know, um, I'd rather have given it 180% and then show them that I was keen. So that is how it came about. A Facebook message, then me going around the Recon getting it all done and then i think i got the gig sort of last day officially got it like verbally sort of last march april time oh wow but fair fair play to you for like unbelievable putting all that effort into it as well and i'm sure just mentally you saying that two days prior to sending this message you kind of closed the door on that and thought okay i'm done and then to get an opportunity to then bet on yourself again, do all that. I'm sure that period was just a, a, a mad experience and just one that, yeah, you weren't expecting. Yeah, and I think I think as well, I think listening to, like I say, like White Lies and the others that I did, as soon as I played them and like my husband was like, we'll sing them then. And I did. He literally had like the broom in my in my, in my kitchen. So I don't do it, you know, I'm a bit of a, I've always been a bit of a, maybe I'm a bit, undiagnosed ADHD I don't know but I just very much just get my mic get the broom start singing to him and he was just like Jess you have to go for this like you actually have to go for it and I'm really glad he pushed me because I was a little bit I was a little bit like no 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 like I'm just gonna get completely hounded she's got a really tight fan base I'm gonna get eaten alive um and I was a bit nervous but I yeah I just can't believe the response we've had and especially from like her OG fans, they've almost like taken me under their wing. Yeah, it's just surreal. Honestly, so so grateful. It's 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 very it's very mad. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's awesome. And it's lovely to hear that you've been adopted by the um the prior <laughs> fans. I think I might um I might do a post now saying I'm quitting music to see if I can get a job <laughs> in a good band now. <laughs> ah, uh, wish I'd wish I'd fucking thought of that. Why didn't I think of that? <laughs> when the blackout fucking finished, why didn't I just pause? That's it. No more now. And you know, unless Limp Biscuit are looking for anyone. <laughs> or talking about the Dreamstead fans, yeah, it's 
that's so good to hear that you've um they've been cool and they've been accepting because yeah i'm guessing you would expect in a backlash from people there has been you know don't get me wrong i'd say the split if i'm being like i work it out like the split has really been probably like 80 percent positive 20 percent negative but i mean i could be Haley williams and if you remember when they dropped their most recent single like just before christmas on the same day we dropped a song I can't believe we actually still got listened. But. <laughs> so we dropped a song the same day as Paramore and I read all of their comments and it, she was getting absolutely slated. And it was my husband who was like, look, Jess, you could be her and still get people just have something to say. So just be proud that you're back up there doing it. You've got nothing to lose here. Like you've got your life. My life's good. So whether I have this or not, my life is blessed. This is just an added sort of opportunity in my life. Yeah, that's such a nice outlook and mentality to to get into it. Is it just being full of messages from friends and peers in the industry and, and all that supporting you? Because I've seen so much love and uh, just the comments to your husband has, has seemed to get you on a bit with it. I'm sure you've just been met with a, a, a lot of uh, things to take in. Well, it's the, the most, I think the best response i've had is my, my dad's always known i've been i've fronted bands since i was like 13 since i i remember listening to like lincoln park and i grabbed a load of guys in my school who i knew who could play instruments and i i've been jamming on a stage since i could walk you know i've been playing guitar or being on some stage in some capacity since i was a kid but my dad's never seen me like in a band so my highlight of my life at the moment is like my dad recently came to a show and he stood right at the front by an amp he couldn't hear for three days after, and he wore his, he wore like his Sunday best, you know, like his little shirt. Oh. It's like he wore his little shirt, and he's there, and he he just hugged me when I come off stage. And my father-in-law, he's never seen me live, but he's seen like he knows I've always been in a band. But when I came round the other day, he just stood there and he was like, "I just have to say, Jess, it's not my kind of music, but what you did in that crowd was like something I've never seen." And he was just like so proud, so. And like my mum, um, she she's um, she's not able to always come like come to the shows. But actually, like there's just been that elevation from her seeing me. I guess like I kind of put myself on ice for so many years based on my own sort of like, ah, uh, I didn't make it when I was 24. I was too old. So how am I gonna make it now? So I think I've just like I'm allowing myself slowly to melt. Just keep enjoying the shows and i'm hoping this all this hard work and time and energy i'm putting into dream state will pay off for me in some capacity i'm sure it will i'm sure it will everything everything i've seen online since has been positive and yeah there just seems to be a, a new um what's the word Res not resurgence because resurgence is like a comeback it's almost yeah it feels like a new bright band to me but with the same name. Um, but yeah, so congratulations on all that. It, it must be just a perfect example as well of telling people that it doesn't matter what your doubts are, you can do anything you want. You've listed a lot of those worries you had about age and gender and you know if you've missed your time and all that. But it just goes to show that if you do put your mind to it, you, you can do these dreams and it, it doesn't matter. No, I 100% agree. And I think... I think it would be safe to say that my mental health, obviously, like probably the whole nation, like with the pandemic and all of that, don't need to go into that sadness again. But, you know, 
it impacted everybody. And I think I haven't been myself really probably since I left Aurora. I wish all those people that bloody talked about Aurora now and how great I was told me back then. Cause I'm like, where were you 10 years ago? But anyway, I think, uh, yeah, it's, it's, I feel like, like I say, being back in this platform has given me a bit of a lease of life. And I feel like myself again, like so many people that I haven't seen in ages are like, Oh Jess, it's really great to like have you back. And yeah, I just feel like a bit of a, a lease of life with it. And I think I'd like to be very much an example to, to younger girls, really genuinely that I've been there in my twenties, the only girl on a festival or the only girl in a room and I know how I was treated and how I haven't been treated. And I just want girls to look at me and think, do you know what? It doesn't matter if you're married. It doesn't matter if you're in your 30s. And it doesn't matter if you, I don't know, however you identify. I just want people to understand that as long as you give something everything, then then you can live your dreams. And I, I do feel like I'm living a dream right now. Yeah, awesome. <laughs> that, well, yeah, that's that's all good to you. Yeah, we we absolutely love hearing this. Yeah, it's it's always worth putting yourself out there. But you talked about um, having that period away, and I think it's so fascinating. You know, you, you being in bands pretty much all your life, and then you have like an eight year period away before joining Dream State. What was that time like for you? Was it just wanting to fulfill a lot of like normal life stuff, or was it? ever i'm gonna get back to music but never got around to it i mean how did that time fit for you in a lot of different ways so i left based on i think aurora had got to a point where you know we were signed to in at the deep end records from like our first show i was getting on good shows with like you know like let live like sleeping with siren i was getting on these really cool shows but no one would ever like no one would pick me up. Like no one would manage us. No, or not no one would, but I just wasn't getting those bites. Like the only girl that I really had around me at the time was Marmosets. And me and Becca played multiple shows together. And she had like every single team around her. You can imagine they were so fortunate. And I just kept looking at myself at these festivals. Like, yeah, okay. We're DIY. We're getting all the fee. We're getting all the merch, whatever. But if someone could just pick me up and help me, I really think I could flourish, but I just never got that opportunity. So it got to a point for me when I was using all my annual leave every year, all my spare cash, all my time to manage, book, sell merch. Couldn't manage a full-time corporate job and manage the capacity that I had of my commitments to Aurora. And it got to a point for me where I decided that I wanted to see the world. So in the eight years I've been out of music, whilst I never stopped writing, I've, I've carried on writing, be it songs or picking up the guitar and, you know, trying to have a go again. And I've never stopped writing, but I just didn't do it live. But in the eight years I've been away, I've been able to see the world with my friends, which was something I wasn't able to do all the time because of restraints with commitments to the band. Me and my husband, obviously, like we got married, we bought a house, we've traveled many countries together and took sabbaticals to go and travel. Um, you know, I've got my dog. I just kind of feel like looking back now, I don't think it was supposed to happen for me at 24. I feel like, I don't think looking back, I was actually emotionally or mentally ready. Like I think that everything has aligned up to this moment. I feel like I've got my head straight. 
I don't drink. I don't smoke. I'm, I'm quite edged, to be honest. Like I have been for a year. My priorities are different. And I think if I'd have flown at 24, I think I'd have had a breakdown. I think I would have hit the high and hit the low, cut my losses and was like, look, I can't do this anymore. And I cried for weeks about Aurora because it was like my baby. And like I say, we've got some amazing opportunity. But I don't regret seeing the world, having the stability of a home. Finally, my, I've been with my husband. We've been together 16 years. So we've been together since we were kids. You know, it's nice wow. to just marry like my bestest friend and, and just have that. Now I go on tour and I feel stable. I feel secure. I feel like I've got my dog and my husband to come home to. Whereas when I was 24, I was still living at home, probably out seven, five, five or seven nights a week. I used to love the sesh, love the red stripe. So <laughs> I just think I'm a different person now. And I do think that level of maturity will be where I flourish in dream state because I treat this like I did the tour we just did. I was being complimented on how professional I was being. And I thought I wouldn't go to my job steaming. So why would I turn up to a show where it's sold out and not perform to my best ability? And I lost my voice three days into that tour and how I managed to perform each night. If I'd have still been like drinking and partying every night, I would not have been able to do what I did just now. So I'm still learning, but in that eight years I've gone, yeah, it was just traveling, lots of depression, house, a house, a marriage, and then the pandemic all mixed in. But I don't regret that. I think, I do think that sort of built me to be the person I am today. So hopefully now with all of the things I've got behind me and how I live my life now, I'm hoping that I can just take that platform and just, just roll with it. Yeah, well, that's the thing. There's no blueprint for this industry. I mean, I think so many people get stuck on comparing themselves to what other people are doing. Half the time, they're not doing as well. We're all just posting wherever we can on Instagram to get some extra likes. We're all, we all do it. But, and it, it seems that I know at the time, it probably felt like the end of the world. But as everything you just described, it's worked out in the best possible way. You've kind of made being able to do everything now and then you're back in another band with this platform it got the opportunities but you can also enjoy it a lot more there's that little bit of stress that is not is not there i'm sure there's there's many other elements to it as well but yeah it, it sounds like it's worked out the a, we, a weird way for you but one i'm, I'm sure you're, you're you're grateful for oh honestly i'm i, I don't know i think the boys are getting so like they're like shut up jeff everyone calls me jeff, but i just um I wake up every morning and I feel like happy because I'm doing this. Like genuinely, if if they took it away from me tomorrow, I'd just be like forever thankful that they even gave me a chance to play on stage again. Like I played a sold out show in my hometown and I I, I like cr I like cried like mid set because just looking back, like looking out at everyone, singing along to not not even just Charlotte's songs, like my songs that I wrote, um, has made me it's definitely made me realize who remember who I am and what I'm capable of. And I think it's just starting for me. I think, I think there's a lot more that I've got to give to be fair. How, how, um, how, how has it been singing those songs that um, Charlotte previously wrote? Has that, uh, do you have, do you find it a bit weird or have you found a connection to those songs or how's it been? I think that's a really great question because 
I can't compliment Charlotte enough on her ability to write an absolute banger. <laughs> Not only that, but the emotional element that she had is just something like, you know, so impressive. It was like the most beautiful, disastrous poetry I've ever heard in many of her ways. So I actually weirdly connect with a lot of things that she sings. There's certain songs, especially about like her anxiety and depression as a kid, like there's a lot that I sing, um, like even when I'm live and I'm doing her songs and the fans will come up to me and be like, you've made that completely your own, but we've still got that sense of like original dream state. So if anything, I just feel truly honoured to be given that she's given us the approval to sing them. And like I say, they're so great. Like they're such good lyrically words, like melody, lyrics, they're amazing that I'm, I enjoy singing them and I, I definitely resonate with I definitely resonate with most of her lyrics. So when I'm singing them live, I've had people like I can see people crying. So I genuinely think that, like I say, just couldn't have asked for a better slot. Like I think this is perfect for me. Yes, yeah, it's, it's never easy uh, joining an established band already, especially replacing a vocalist, but I've noticed you've been very complimentary of all the work previously. And I think that's refreshing for fans as well, because I'm sure there's loads of examples we can think of, of that kind of situation happening and people wanting to be like, no, it's a new, like, this is a new era. This is new start point, but you're very aware that there is a history and you want to honor that in the way you best can. I think I'd be deluded if I'm brutally honest with you, Morgan. Like, I think I'd be absolutely deluded if I didn't realise that the only reason my shows are selling out and the only reason that I'm playing every single festival this summer, Bar Download and Reading and Leeds, is based on the platform Dream State built for 10 years. So it's not my place to walk into a band that I'm just, like, stepping into. They had already, like, like I say, I know I've stepped onto a platform, a platform higher than I ever thought in this world when Alid shows me where they played around the world like the fact that they've even played in Australia the fact that they've even played in Europe is just a dream for me so like I say maybe it's lucky for them that I'm quite I guess like you know for me playing like a festival to 2,000 people is me thinking like I'm, I've made it I'm basically I'm, I'm basically Hayley Williams now you know but I think because my mentality is quite one that I'd like to say is quite grounded I genuinely feel like, you know, like, like I say, if they turn the pull the plug on it tomorrow for me, I'd just be so thankful. And I, I really can't sit here and take all the glory. I've got a lot still to prove to ensure that the fans know that I'm, I'm as dedicated as Charlotte was. Like they gave 10 years of their life to the music and had COVID not have happened, like they were just on tour with I Prevail when COVID happened and they had to come home. Like when Ali shows me some of the numbers and the venues they've played i don't know if i'm gonna be able to get up there and do it if i'm brutally honest <laughs> you will now to 200 people but wait till i'm playing like to thousands one day hopefully manifest that shit but yeah true yeah i can't i can't be deluded and i think if i was to sit here and be like it's all thanks to me i it'd just be a lie because i'm only getting this opportunity based on what they've built uh, yeah, kind of as well. But I know you are, you know, you are um, giving them all the props. But yeah, you you obviously have a hell of a talent and you bring positivity and fresh eyes to it as well. So where you're talking about like 
Alid showed you places they've played and stuff before. That's exactly kind of how I was with. So I'm in a new. I started a new band now called Raiders, and our bassist and our drummer. So it's me, one of the members of the Blackout, and two other fellas. And the two other fellas have never really been in a touring band or played very big shows. I'd completely. Me and Bob had become a bit blasé about everything, a bit jaded because we'd done these shows and we played blah 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 blah, blah and played this venue and this venue or whatever. It kind of got boring to us. But then when I was on stage, so we got asked to support Funeral for a Friend in October 2019. And I was on stage at the Shepherd's Bush Empire. And I remember turning around and looking at our, looking at our bassist who would never, like before that he had played like a 250 capacity venue was the biggest ever. And then he's just there in fucking Shepherd's Bush Empire, like looking around like, what the fuck? It's that that made me more hyped about doing it was the fact that I was seeing someone who like hadn't experienced this yet. Whereas you're saying, oh, you know, thankful to um, the gang or whatever and the band, you, you got to realize that you were bringing in a new energy. You were giving them life as well. So it's, it's a massive, massive team effort, I guess. Well, thank you. And I, I always remember like Jake recent, like I remember talking to the bassist Jake recently. And like, I said, like when we played like, um, we played Throw Fest as our first show. And to me, I remember being side stage. I was having not a panic attack, but I was like head in between my legs, just breathing. And they're like, yeah, we've got like, look at, and I peeped at the crowd of, of the venue and they were like, oh, some members of Funeral are out there. I was like, like my favorite band in the whole genuine world. I'm there hyperventilating into a steamer. And they're like, don't worry, you'll be fine, you'll be fine. And literally Jake said, as soon as I played that set, like as soon as the first song had been played and done, he remembers like thinking straight away to himself, like we have made the best decision we could have ever made. Like this girl is more, they keep telling me I've really exceeded their expectation. But the problem is you give me a mic and a stage and some flashing lights. I go into another dimension. I can't stand still. And it's like, I genuinely feel like if you'd have known me and all my like sort of career in terms of what I've done, I feel like I was born to perform. And whether that is in a rock band you know, I, I, I don't know how to explain it. I'm up there and it just feels like I'm home. So hopefully this home is going to be here to stay for a while. And yeah, we just just got to keep smash, trying to like smash through. Well, yeah, funnily, uh, funny you should mention Astrofest um, because I now work for Future History Management with Ryan Richards from Funeral for a Friend. I had a meeting with this morning and we were. I said, oh, I'm speaking to Jess from Dream State after this. And he said, oh, I saw a first show at Throwfest and it was really, really good. So there you go. There, there's the funeral for a friend review as well. So. <laughs> it's going well so far, Jess. It's going well. Genuinely, like every time, like I think, I think he may have, we may have exchanged a message after Throwfest about acknowledging it. And he said, like, he just put something like, good, good show that. And please believe I, I, I still show people that message. And everyone's like, Jess, like, Max, like, it's like I met, um, I met Holden Absent singer. He was really calm with me. Like, we're, we're friends. Like, it's cool. And I was like, ah! like, I <laughs> like, if I met you, if I was interviewing with you now, Sean, face to face, I've seen your band like blackout like seven or eight times. I oh, genuinely sorry. feel like if I was in front of you now, I'd be like, I just. Oh, I was glad, we, <laughs> glad we did this over Zoom then because it'd be awkward in the Very awkward. I'm, I'm very, like, I'm trying to. Kind of like get better at it, like you know, just breathe. They're just people, but like if Ryan 
like for like my dream would be to be on future history and that's not something i've vocalized on every podcast that would be my dream i'm watching like future palace at the moment just slay it and obviously we got booked on our our tour we're doing next week by future history it was a message that was exchanged on facebook i know they're kind of watching me but like i want them to take me yeah (laughs) (laughs) but yeah what you gotta remember with everyone is because i i went through this thing of like i had like imposter syndrome for the first couple of years you've just got to realize that at the end of the day 99% 99% of these people, rock stars, film stars, wrestlers, comedians, whatever, they've all hit their head getting out of a taxi, yep. right? And we're yep. all human people who have done stupid shit. I've seen members of fucking Guns N' Roses knocking beers over. I've seen uh, Chris Jericho, uh, the wrestler and rock star, fall over. We're all just human. And then I, like, as soon as... But as soon as I realized that, it became a lot easier and I was less nervous around people. So, um, yeah, just imagine Ryan bumping his head, getting out of a taxi. <laughs> well, apparently, apparently a few months ago, like the, a month before I played Throwfest, I know Dean who puts it on because he, he booked when I was in Aurora. So that's why he gave me such a good slot. Like I was main support to bloody counterparts as my first gig. I was like, no pressure. But he was like, I know what you're capable of. You're going to smash it. And I'm so grateful for Dean. Like, thank you so much for, for that platform because that really helped bring Dream State. It was that Dream State's first gig. I was there. I saw Dean in town and I gave him a hug and I was like, and I kept saying, is, is Ryan going to watch me? Is Ryan going to watch me? Not knowing, not knowing that Ryan was stood right behind him. And I was like, my friend, as we walked off, was like, Do you know, Ryan was there. And I was like, what? And then I just, oh, shit. Yeah. I just went into like a ball of chaos. But I'm getting better. Like when I was younger, I didn't care as much. But now I'm older, I just, I just, um, I think I'm not. You, I'm being realistic. Like there is, there is windows for people, and I think as a lady in the scene, it is different. So I just need, I just need it to take off so that I can make it my life before the window closes. And I'm not being defeatist. I'm being realistic. I'm a businesswoman. I've worked in sales all my life. I know what people are looking for. And I, I'm i just hoping now the songs and my performance will keep speaking for itself to the point where they're like, okay, let's just take her on. Let's just take her. I'm going to keep giving it 180 until future history take me, basically. <laughs> Do you think those interactions mean a lot more to you now because of everything you've gone through? So it has you feeling like this because when you were listing everything off then i was just thinking but in your previous band you went and sang on stage with let live and that's a mad experience so i'm sure like it's kind of channeling the two in a way yeah no i think what happens is you go away for a long time and then like i have to say a bit like what sean said it slight imposter syndrome pre pre go live on stage so like as soon as it goes in my ear like go I just go into a different mindset, but I am actually a really, believe it or not, and I can talk for England, but I am actually quite an, I'm actually quite anxious. So if I'd have known Ryan was there, I would have got all stuttery. Very recently I met someone in a band and I just went, they were like, Hey, how's it going? I went, hi. (laughs) I did that to Brian May. (laughs) (laughs) I'll get there. I'll get there guys. I'm just like I say, I think it's a, I'd rather be this way and, wean myself in slowly and just like you say just remember people are just people 
and just um, everything that's supposed to happen is going to happen. And if it doesn't, then what a ride. It's just refreshing to hear your energy towards everything. I mean, Very as Sean so. said, I'm sure Alid, to a certain point, has been kind of jaded with some elements. You've come in and refreshed it all. We talk to so many people that it's just another day of the office for them. So to see you having this attitude towards everything is very refreshing. Um, but speaking of interacting with heroes and stuff like that, as I said, uh, back in the day, you got to go on stage and sing uh, Let Live song with Jason. Is there any other experiences like that? Can you talk to us how of that, uh, of that feature it came about on stage? Yeah, yeah. Um, so I met Jason, like, I met Jason, like, years before Let Live were big. So I met Jason, like, years and years before Let Live were, like, at the platform they, they were. I went, I went and saw him in Stoke-on-Trent in a tiny little venue. And like I said, I was a bit younger then. I was a bit more confident in myself. I probably had a few red stripes. And I just went bombing over to him and was like, I love your energy. We're, we're similar energy, me and Jason. We're both quite... And especially on stage, we're very similar in terms of high energy. And I definitely get a lot of my influence from watching Let Live. So when I'm climbing and everything, that's all like inspired very much by by Jason. But and and probably Lee from Feed the Rhino. We we spent a lot of time together when I was younger. And he's really if I used to hide behind the mic, he'd be like, Tomorrow, go back out there and fucking let him have it. Like fucking let him have it, you know. So I, I had a lot of people supporting me, but with Jason, that came about because I begged, I saw him at Slam Dunk. I was at Slam Dunk just as a guest, like just watching. I got a call saying, hey, Jesse, someone's pulled out. Do you want to play Slam Dunk? I'm with my band like, yes, we do. Two of the lads walked out their job. They just left and turned up at the to, to play. So that was we were playing Slam Dunk last minute. Like we were literally had like an hour to get to the venue. Um, so the boys did that. I bumped into Jason and I said, Jason, I'm, I'm playing. He said, no, you're not. I said, no, I, I am. I'm playing. Please come and watch. And he said, where are you going to be? So I showed him. Because, you know, you just get familiar with people that come to your shows. I think I was one of them. Like, not a, not a groupie or anything. Like, my husband was always with me. But, like, just a big fan. Like, a big fan of his work. And he was like, yeah, come on. Like, I'll come and watch. So I played. He watched. And then as soon as I came off stage, he was talking about how he's coming back to England maybe six months later to play us tour. And I said, oh, my God, please, can I open up for Birmingham? I was like, please, please, please. I, I always sell really good tickets. I used to drive around selling tickets. I think I did over 100 for that show just to be part of it. And um, I was driving to people and, you know, begging and borrowing and stealing off everyone. Please buy a ticket. Even if you don't come, just buy a ticket. Um, but that's the salesperson in me. Anyway, so I got the play and we literally were playing as doors were opening. So people weren't even in the room. We were just playing as the doors were like opening, but I was like, I'm taking it. And then Jason, I told him how many tickets I sold and he watched the set and he was like, you're so good. Like you're really, really talented at what you, you do vocally. Like, and then I watched him side stage and all of them had like Aurora tops on. And I was just a bit like fangirling and, uh, Mother, he introduced mother and then he just kind of like put his mic out to the right he's like what are you saying and i was like oh you want oh you want me and he was like come on and he was just like come on and i was like okay so i came on and then like 
sang with him and we just started throwing down together like he was doing screaming i was doing screaming we just had like a scream fest completely like ballsed up the song we just started like screaming at each other and then like the crowd went i've never seen a crowd go like so crazy in my life and yeah he just kept bowing and stuff and like like i did a post about him yesterday and he like acknowledges it like we're by no means best friends, but what I will say is Jason has been someone that has given me the confidence to believe in myself and make me feel like I'm good enough. And the status of him to just acknowledge little old me and give me that opportunity, I don't think he quite realises how like that is something I will take to my grave. Not only because I respect him as a band, but like artist to artist, like I don't think without his encouragement and his kindness... I would feel like I can do what I do now, genuinely. Wow. He has been a big inspiration into my confidence with my life. And he, he might not even know that. Like I say, we're not good friends by any means, but he's somebody if I saw at a show, I'd give a hug and say hello to and we'd talk music. Yeah, that's lovely. That's awesome to hear that, uh, yeah, that he's played that part. Yeah, yeah. He's, a, he's, he's a fucking sweetheart. Almost too nice. Almost too <laughs> nice. He can't oh. be nice to everyone, can he? Um, but yeah, what, what, what a guy. Um, we've had him on a podcast. And um, well, funnily enough, the Blackout, um, we did uh, a Kerrang tour once that um, Sum 41 pulled out. And of course, when you think of Sum 41, obvious the next exact very similar band is the Blackout. Huh? We only took that tour because Let Live were on that tour and I wanted to see them play live every night. What an experience. I'm so jealous. Like, yeah, so, so jealous. I think I would love Let Live to come back and just tour with them. Like, I've seen Fever 333 a few times. Yeah. Let Live for me were just my, like... I love Let Live. Just the energy of the, the live. Like, I worked for Download when I was, like, really young um, for, for a magazine. It was called Front. And I didn't do full new by any means I was like the girl next door type I think as sexy as I got was a pair of shorts and a crop top you know that kind of vibe um I went to download and I actually worked for front for a weekend and they I got to interview like Versa Emerge Let Live like all these bands I just got to go out there and just in like I say when I was younger I had this sense of confidence that maybe I don't have or working on now but I got to, that's how I met Jason properly as well, because I had to interview him and he was like, I recognize you from shows and we were like chatting and um, it was amazing. Like they let me bring my, my now husband and I worked with a girl called Lauren who brought her brother and we were just going around interviewing all these bands backstage. And like, I was like 18, like I literally, and I, I camped with like Death of Anna, <laughs> like my tent right next to Death of Anna's tent. And like, I remember waking up every day, me and my boyfriend, now husband, were like looking at each other like, Death of Anna are outside, like, but we're like interviewing them. So yeah, it's a funny old world how things spin back around. And I've been very much brought up of an environment like, you know, present yourself in a way that if someone had to meet you again in 10 years, you'd, you'd be on a level. And I think that's paid off for me. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And it's so nice to see full circle moments like that just continuing to happen um jesse we won't keep you too much longer because we know you've got to get back to the uh the, the you know the, the, the grind job the grind, the grind. Uh, as as they say but just a, a couple more things before we let you go i mean obviously you've talked a lot about 
getting back on the stage and doing these shows and the crowd reaction and everything. Is there anything you've noticed either about playing live again or about yourself in that environment that you've missed or you haven't really thought about and you and now you're kind of really excited for again? Yeah, I think one thing that I didn't take, like one thing I didn't like appreciate as much as I do now, and again, that is probably thanks to like the platform already built around me, but the connection, the actual connection I'm making. Like, I had a girl turn up at a show with her parents. She was 14. It was her first concert. And she then went on to tell me she was crying. She was telling me how she's going to go home and have rock lessons. She wants to be like me. Now, I have never felt so genuinely like if that girl, when she's like in however many years, if she starts fronting a band and they're slaying, I want her to remember me. Like, I'm just the connection that we're making with people is like, I didn't realize how much that like taunt, taunt me or comfort in chaos. Like, I didn't realize how much these thoughts in my head truly resonate with with the crowd. And so when I get out in it and I'm singing it, people are like holding me or grabbing me. And like, there's just a lot more like of a physical and genuinely emotional connection with the people that perhaps when I was younger, I, I didn't really know how to channel. I've maybe got a bit, not uncomfortable, but like, I just think now I'm a bit older and a bit more mature. I'm able to, to, to be on the floor and just connect on a much deeper level, especially with like the younger fans. And I don't want to keep banging on about the girls, but as a woman, it, it does mean a lot to see like younger girls in the crowd, really giving it some, like just, just fucking go on two step, just do it. Just, just move your body. Like I just want people to feel like leave a concert of dream state and feel like, wow, what a show. Like that's what I want every time. Hmm. Yeah. It's nice to have that space for everyone to feel involved and they can kind of, get involved in the show and you've got so many really exciting and cool festival appearances coming out throughout the summer there's so many you're going to be a part of but i know uh, loom fest in particular is something Woo-hoo. you're very excited about and just the kind of uh, everyone on the lineup and the team behind the scenes um can you just talk to us a, a little bit about why that festival is going to be one not to miss yeah, honestly, like that happened. That happened so randomly as well. Like I was doing merch for Stand Atlantic and I happened to tell somebody that I was the new singer at Dream State. I hadn't been made public yet. And this girl kind of came over and she was like, sorry to be eavesdropping, but are you the new singer at Dream State? And I looked at her and I was like, were you listening to my conversation? <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I'm just a big Dream State fan. And it was actually her, Lauren, who then ended up putting me on Instagram and offering me the headline slot. She was like, I met you. You're so nice. Like, I've, you're so passionate. Like, I, I, it's so nice to meet you. Like, uh, you, you were so friendly. And to play that, again, I'm not going to keep banging on about dreams and all these puns, but genuinely, like, when I go out there, when I see Dream State's name on the board and I know that we are headlining and we are going to – I know Dream State sold out the Underworld pre-COVID – but if we can do that, I think it's going to, for me, it's going to be an iconic moment. And to see all of the amazing girls on that lineup, like Lizzie Farrell, Lake Malice, there's like, the list goes on and on and on, really. But I'm noticing back in the scene, there's a lot more like want for girls, whereas I used to have to beg to be on the festival. Almost like now I'm being 
I'm being asked, whereas I used to be the one emailing. I only have to open Facebook now and I get a new message about a new festival. So I just feel truly, truly blessed to have the headline slot. Like what on earth? No pressure. And I do think it's going to be one of them. Like I went to the very first slam dunk back in the day and I've seen that become an absolute beast now global, like into Europe. So what I would love for Loomfest is to see the same sort of success year on year and be that sort of festival in London that everyone's buzzing about because they've put, from what it sounds, so much time and energy into making this even happen. Um, I just feel really lucky to, to, to be part of it. And I, I do hope as the years go on, we just see it, we just see it grow and grow really into something like a, like a slam dunk of the world. Hmm. And then, and then when it's massive, you can tell everyone that you headlined the first one and rub it well, in their hopefully faces. They be, hopefully they won't forget me. Like, hopefully they'll let me come back again. If it gets really big, like, you know how, like, with Slam Dunk, they've kind of got, like, bands that maybe played at the beginning. Like, I mean, by then I'll be about 80, but, you know, I'll still try. <laughs> I'll, give go. I'll give it a go. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, well, yeah when, when Loomfest is in <laughs> Wembley Stadium, you can be like, I created this festival. There would be no Wembley Stadium. There's no Wembley Stadium without me. I wouldn't go that far, but I'll be definitely like, oh, I was part of that once upon a time. Like, I'm I'm just grateful. I think it's all, everything that's happening right now is just so surreal. And I just think, I just got to try and stay grounded. My husband keeps reminding me, like, don't worry, I'll keep you grounded. I'll keep you humble. <laughs> so there's no chance of me going off the rails, she says. Um, but yeah, just, I'm just excited to get up there and play. Like I wanted to play the underworld since I was about 18. So I'm really excited to have that chance. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, it's going to be a really fantastic festival. As you said, the lineup's great and I'm, I'm excited to see what comes of it. Um, I'm led by Lanterns playing, led by Lanterns who we just went on tour with. I've got to give him a shout out because Sean, Sean's voice, I just have to say, I still think about it. Like I toured with him for like a week and I've, I realise they're playing Loom and I'm so excited. Like a complete, this band need to be massive. Like Led by Lanterns are incredible and I'm really excited to see them them play that festival um, with us as well because they are one to look out for, for sure. Nice. Well, we, pre- we appreciate, you always love a shout out on this, but uh, last thing, Jesse, before we let you go, of course, uh, loads of exciting things happening as well. You're touring with Kathgit's, from this weekend and the new EP uh, is out the, the first three songs you've you've done with the band is there anything else you'd like to kind of uh, mention talk about uh, can we ex- I'm sure we can expect new more new music to come very soon as well I'm sure there's loads of things behind the scenes uh, yeah just leave the listeners with with whatever you want to w- want to mention okay well I can't say too much <laughs> But what I can tell you, what I'm allowed to tell you is that, yes, like things, things are very much happening in the background. We we're all busy, like workhorses, just, yeah, things are exciting. There's going to be more festivals dropping across the coming weeks. Um, hopefully, you know, you, you will hear new music. Um, something really exciting is happening across the next coming weeks. And again, I just, I'm just trying to digest everything, but I think. It's going to be 2023 is the year of the, the comeback for Dream State, but I truly hope that 2024 is the year that Dream State maybe may sort of take off on a bit of a like just start building that team because I think like I keep stressing we're completely DIY again. 
But I think once we start getting that manager, that booking agent, that label, and it starts to build, I honestly do think like Karang, like Alex Baker said, like the world really is our oyster. We're all want to give it 180. So hopefully the right people pick us up and put us back on the sort of like Amity tours, the I Prevail tours. I just need, we just need that uh, opportunity to, to, to go for those bigger things. And um, I think it will come if I keep my head grounded and we all keep working hard. I don't see why it wouldn't, especially if like, like you say, I'm on a lot of festivals this year. We're all really grateful. So we're only going to give it 180 every show. So hopefully someone eventually will, I'll, I'll wear, I'll wear them down. I'll wear them down. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we can't, can't wait to see everything to come. Um, Thank you so much for doing this. We, the, your energy, your enthusiasm has been really inspirational. It's so nice. It's to, refreshing. Yeah, take, have a fresh fresh perspective on everything. So thank you so much and just uh, excited to see what happens next. Oh, no, thank you again. I'm try, I think I've conducted myself quite well considering I'm a huge uh, Blackout fan. So very oh, grateful to be on this podcast. And uh, thank you both very much for your time. See you in the pit. See you in the pit. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Yes! Fantastic, fantastic, positive, uplifting, made me happy and want to be a better person type chat. Thank you very much to the mighty Jessica Powell of Dream State. We absolutely love that chat. Seeing and hearing her glow with positivity and happiness made me happy because um I was previously quite miserable before we started our chat, but it was <laughs> nice to see that not everybody is um as jaded um and miserable and old as myself. You could really hear how much just the little things of the industry means so much to her, especially getting the chance to do this again. I don't think she's taking anything for granted. And we just appreciate her being so open and honest and telling us these stories there is a lot of hurdles i'm sure mentally she would have thought i can't you know we can't break through this but she is smashing it the reaction to these first three songs with the untethered dp is great and we're just really excited to see what's next to come um hopefully uh not too much red stripe on the rider i was just about to say they should do a, a collaboration between dream state and the famous jamaican beer and do dream stripe oh. Hey, 
they're looking for management. If that's not the best management idea they've heard for quite some time, I don't know what is. Also, I don't think that's true. So don't <laughs> don't message in saying, Sean, that's a terrible idea. I, how do you think? I genuinely don't think it's a good idea. I just put the two words together for a joke. So thank you very much for listening to that. <laughs> they're going to be heading out on the road again uh, this weekend, starting March 26th in Glasgow, supporting Casket. Uh, head over to the social media to the race the rest of the dates on that and of course dream state will be headlining loom festival on saturday Woo! april 15th a brand new one day music festival hitting across three different venues in the heart of camden london at the underworld black heart and camden eye uh great lineup lizzie farrell we're really excited to see the lay of the liar always a great time led by lanterns lake malice you're gonna really enjoy yourself Maliche. Uh, Maliche, Lake, Mali- Lake Maliche, as we like to say. I'm not letting them off. I am never letting her off now. <laughs> Some limited VIP tickets still available uh, through the ticket partner Dice. So head over there and get them. And that's the only way you can see Sean Smith of this very podcast, DJ and the Alex After Party. Of radio. Listen, Mog, <laughs> let teach you a little something about selling, right? Okay, cool. The more things you can offer, the more value <laughs> the ticket sounds like. Oh. So come along, get the VIP tickets where you get to see Alex Holcomb of Radio Multimillionaire Listening Station, Radio BBC, British Broadcast <laughs> Corporations, Radio One's Alex Holcomb. Come and see her. She's um, shiny. You can't touch her, but she's shiny. <laughs> and she's amazing to look at. And then also Sean Smith, the Saturday podcast might be there as well. So check out those VIP tickets now. April the 15th, that's a Saturday. On the Sunday, I'm going to go and see It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, live podcast at the Royal Albert Hall. This time, I'm not, I'm not performing. So no. maybe I will end up performing. Because oh. last time I was there, I was meant to be DJing for five seconds of summer. And they pulled the rug from out to me. Two minutes before it's meant to go on. So, hey. yeah. Um, it's going to be a good weekend. April the 15th, Loomfest. Check it out online. What's the fucking website? Head to Loomfest UK on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook and you get the full lineup and everything. Update stage times. Work out your day. Hang out with your friends and it'll be a good time. While you're on there, go and give us a follow at Sapman Pod on Twitter and Instagram as well. Let us know who you want to hear on future episodes of the podcast and you get to check out what we're up to. Um... There's one story we haven't talked about. Uh, Uh-oh. I've just remembered. Speaking of your DJing, you have the final two dates of this Punk Rock Factory tour. Yes, I do. Happening this weekend in Liverpool and Cardiff. But I believe at the Glasgow show, you recreated a photo of you and the same security guard, like oh, 10 yes. years apart. Yes, this was fantastic. So the blackout, um, when we, we played the garage a couple of times, and there's a... Um, there's a crew member, there's a crew member at the Glasgow Garage called John McFarlane. Um, don't search him out. I don't think he wants to be searched out. So how do, how do I say this? Um, the man is follically challenged, shall we say, right? Um, shiny head, got a shiny head. 10 years ago, it might have been longer than that, but I just put 10 years. He would stand in front of the stage, arms folded, literally the strongest man we've ever come across. I remember the blackout. We were outside our bus arguing who was going to carry Reese's 8x10 bass cab because they're very heavy. Normally took four of us, right? Corner each. John comes out, picks it up by the handle, 
throws it on his back and takes it in, right? The strongest man I've ever seen in my life. I go back to this venue in Glasgow with Punk Rock Factory and uh, John's there straight away, big beard, glasses, hat. Haven't seen him for ages. Go over, give him a hug. Super good to see him. And then I've been singing with Punk Rock Factory on these shows. So just before I went on with Punk Rock Factory, I showed John the old photo and I was like, let's recreate this with my mallet. During the set, I'd run up, did Papa Roach with them. Yeah, leant over, put my mallet over John's head. Yeah, recreated a photo from 10 plus years ago. And then uh, John decided to grab my legs, put me on his shoulders and then wander me about um, the front row. So that was interesting. Mm. But um, yeah, I've had a great time out with Punk Rock Factory. If you don't know about Punk Rock Factory, check them out. They will be a guest on this podcast very, very soon. Do some fantastic punk rock covers of some of your favorite songs. I bet there's at least one you will enjoy. So I want to thank them for having me out on tour. If you're listening to this on a Friday, like a good Sapling podcast listener does, tonight I'm in Liverpool, and then Saturday I am in Cardiff at the show, and then DJing at Metro's after. So come along and hang out if you're about. If you listen to this after Saturday, ignore all of that. It's too fucking late. What have you been doing? You should listen to this the moment it comes out on Friday. A hard lesson to learn, but they will learn it. They must learn it. <laughs> Before we wrap this up, of course, as always, we need to say a massive thank you. Wait, to our wait, one- wait. Whoa. No. Morgan. Wait, blip, 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 blip. Rewind. Nif, 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 nif. Have we had that fucking honey from Steve Vai yet? Oh, no, we haven't. It's almost been a year. Steve Lai. I'm going to start calling him Steve Lai. Let's try and rebook the fucker. <laughs> and I will call him Steve Lai from the off until he shows me a jar of honey, writes our name on it. I want him to take his phone with him. Have they got, fo- have they got fucking post boxes in America? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I imagine so. But you I can't put, think yeah, about it. No, you've confused me now. I'm pretty sure. They I mean, do. they've got those stupid things they put fucking 20 feet outside their house so you can smash down. They've mailboxes. got them. Let, let yeah. Them, yeah, mailboxes. But have they got letterbox the other way around? I think I have seen <laughs> some. Anyway, Steve, I, where's his fucking honey, son? Also, sorry for calling you, son. Respect the elder short. Go on, Mark. Do the Patreon bollocks now. Okay, (laughs) we'll we'll get on that. But we need to say a massive thank you, as always, to our wonderful Patreon community. Without them, this podcast wouldn't be happening each and every week. It's so amazing to see how much, uh, how they treat each other, how they meet up at gigs, and just embrace this wild and wacky thing we've created. So if you want to get involved in any way, please do. It's patreon.com forward slash sapnin. Cheapest tier is $3. That's literally what? Two quid, even if that, and it would help us out so, so much. Oh, if you look at Morgan. Look at Morgan, who's got plenty of two quids. It's only what? <laughs> two, it's only two quid, man. It's cheaper Fuck than fucking coffee, hell. I'll tell you that. Oh, that's, oh, very the, much so. that's another run. Have you ever had a coffee? Have you ever had a coffee? Uh, w- once or twice. I'm not really a coffee guy. Hot chocolate to me, though. Well, yeah, of course you're a hot chocolate guy, but I mean, because caffeine, like, I just want to see, I'd love to see white, but next time we mm. go somewhere, I'm going to fucking get you a coffee made and then we're going to see you fucking vibrate. Oh God, no one wants that. Head to the description to see loads of names that we do thank. We all want but that. as always, Sean is going to give a mahoosive shout out to the elite members of our Sapling Podcast Patreon community. The elite 
the the early thank you very much kylie wheeler mayumi i'm a golden god leave away i don't know if that means she's involved in the met lama awards but thank you very much janelle caston paul hirschfield who's changed his name to loads of letters with um silly things above him and below him i shouldn't have said that um thank you very much scarlett charlton tony michael Dilly Grimwood, Kelly Ewen, Nathan Croshaw, Mitch Perry, Emma Barber, Sammy G, Kat Bess, and Dana Lasnava, Murray Grimwood, Jenny Robson, Scott Jones. He's also changed his fucking letters to German letters. So his S's are that funny B thing that the, the Germans do. Scott Jones, Amy Dawson, Amy Louise, Stuart McNaught, Ellen. Just Ellen. So I don't what? know if that... For- it could be. It could be. It's spelled the same. It can't be, can it? It can't be. Thank you very much. Stephen Aston, Caroline Robinson. Imagine it was Eleanor and she was like, oh, I know, I'll get him. Oh, I love this. Oh, I'll support him, but I won't put him on the show. Anyway, Caroline Robinson, Kate Puttock, Louis Cook, Martina McManus, Carl Pendlebury, Danny Eaton, Jenny Munster, James McNaught, Kelly Cannon, Jason Aredia, John and Emma, Emily Perry, M. Evans Roberts, Craig Harris, Kalila Keane, Ollie Ainsbury, Adam King of the Goths, Parslow, future guest of the podcast, Parslow. I've said his surname twice. That doesn't really work. Josh, my missus just confessed that she broke my favourite lamp. I don't think I'll be able to look at her in the same light. I think he tried to write ever again, but then it's just written Eve. So, good joke. Could have ended it after light. Uh, thank you very much. Alice Wood, Reese Bowling, Kate Stevenson, Cal David Smith and Connor Lewins. And once again, a shout out to Ellen. Just in case it is. <laughs> <laughs> we appreciate everyone so so much thank you thank you for listening to this podcast thank you for getting this far and as always we'll be back each friday oh, uh, with a we're very there, special- we're we've just had another Ooh. we've just had another patreon join thank you very much to james kimmel <laughs> Jim- <laughs> that's jimmy wait eh? oh my god all of the fucking tv hosts in america are um adding us you know it's all going well, on like it's all never. going on We'll be back next week and every Friday with a very special guest. And if you know how excited I get about a certain band, uh, next week, when you see who's on, you'll um, cry for me, I guess. Yeah, you will. You will, yeah. It was um, it's fucking hell of a chat who resembles a drunk dad at a wedding. He's one of my favorite people <laughs> on earth, and I love him very, very much. Ever since I first met him, he's literally been like, Wah! And that's drunk dad at a wedding, isn't it? Yeah, what's going on? Dad at a Except you just have a stupid week. Welsh. Anyway, let's go. We fucking hell. I've lost my mind on this episode. Sapnin! Sapnin! <laughs> Steve, where's the fucking honey? You're listening to Sapnin Podcast with Sean Smith and Morgan Richards. Thank you very much for downloading this podcast or streaming it or I don't I don't know what else you do with podcasts. Um, thank you very much. <laughs>